No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today, we see where David divides the oversight of the military, the 12 tribes of Israel, the produce, and the livestock. It's a great lesson in effective administration. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Darrell continues in 1 Chronicles chapter 27 on Simply the Bible. In any administration, there is a mixture of strengths and weaknesses, good and bad. The wise administrator places people in positions according to their strengths and seeks to cover over weaknesses. When people are doing what they're good at, then they work more effectively and they're happy about it. David was such a wise administrator and the people who served under him were blessed. As his kingdom grew, no doubt his administrative abilities grew. How we need such talented administrators in the kingdom of God. We continue today in 1 Chronicles chapter 27. And the children of Israel, according to their number, the heads of fathers' houses, the captains of thousands and hundreds, and their officials, served the king in every matter of the military divisions. These divisions came in and went out month by month throughout all the months of the year, each division having 24,000. David had a rotating army that would serve one month at a time, giving him a standing army of 24,000 in any given month. But in times of crisis, they could all show up to form an army of 288,000. Over the first division for the first month was Jeshobiam, the son of Zabdiel, and in his division were 24,000. He was of the children of Perez and the chief of all the captains of the army for the first month. Over the division of the second month was Dodai and Ahohite, and of his division, Mikloth also was the leader. In his division were 24,000. The captain of the first division was Jeshobiam, who was of the children of Perez in the tribe of Judah. The captain of the second division was Dodai, who was the father of Eleazar, one of David's three mighty men. The third captain of the army for the third month was Beniah, the son of Jehoiada, the priest, who was chief. In his division were 24,000. This was Beniah, who was mighty among the 30 and was over the 30. In his division was Amizabad, his son. So the captain of the third division was Beniah, who was the son of Jehoiada, the priest. He was one of David's 30 mighty men. This militant priest would also lead David's bodyguard, and he had the privilege of commanding his own son in his division. The fourth captain for the fourth month was Asahel, the brother of Joab, and Zebediah, his son after him. In his division were 24,000. Asahel was the nephew of David, but he was killed by Saul's general Abner, who was then serving Ishbosheth, Saul's son. Now, this occurred about the time David became king over all 12 tribes of Israel, about 30 years previously. 
Asahel is mentioned here, but his son Zebediah led the army division after his father's death. The fifth captain for the fifth month was Shamhath, the Israelite. In his division were 24,000. The sixth captain for the sixth month was Ira, the son of Ikesh, the Tekoite. In his division were 24,000. The seventh captain for the seventh month was Helez, the Pelonite of the children of Ephraim. In his division were 24,000. The eighth captain for the eighth month was Sibakai, the Hushahite of the Zarhites. In his division were 24,000. The ninth captain for the ninth month was Abiezer, the Anathothite of the Benjamites. In his division were 24,000. The tenth captain for the tenth month was Maharai, the Nitaphathite of the Zarites. In his division were 24,000. The eleventh captain for the eleventh month was Benaiah, the Pirathonite of the children of Ephraim. In his division were 24,000. The twelfth captain for the twelfth month was Heldai, the Netaphathite of Othniel. In his division were 24,000. The twelfth captain was Heldai, who was a descendant of Othniel, the nephew of Caleb and the first judge of Israel in the period of the judges. In verses 16 through 22, we are given the names of the tribal leaders. Usually, there would be one leader for each of the twelve tribes. But for some reason, no leaders are given for the tribes of Gad and Asher. Thirteen names are listed. Two are given for Levi, the priestly tribe who did not have a territorial division, and one for each of the half-tribes of Manasseh, one on each side of the Jordan River. Verse 23, But David did not take the number of those twenty years old and under, because the Lord had said he would multiply Israel like the stars of the heavens. Joab, the son of Zeruiah, began a census, but he did not finish, for wrath came upon Israel because of this census. Nor was the number recorded in the account of the chronicles of King David. In giving the numbers here, there's the reminder that the full number was not accounted for because Joab stopped short of completing the census. God had told Abraham that his descendants would be as innumerable as the stars of the heavens. Now, David ignored God's law when he took the census against the will of his general Joab. And wrath came upon Israel for this deed which was motivated by David's pride. Because of this, the total number was not recorded in the Chronicles of David. David had great wealth and many industries to oversee. Saul taxed the people to support the kingdom, but there's no evidence that David did this. Wealth was brought into Israel by the many wars David fought and won. It seems that David supported his administration from his own assets. He truly had a shepherd's heart for the people. Not only did he refuse to be a burden on them, but he gave great amounts of wealth to the construction of the temple. Now, sometimes in Christian circles, the wealthy take a hit, as though being wealthy is a sign of ungodliness. It's neither a sign of godliness nor ungodliness. There are, in fact, many godly people in the Bible 
who were wealthy, such as Job, Abraham, and Moses. Here we see that David used his great wealth wisely. The Bible tells us that God has given us everything for our enjoyment, and Jesus tells us to use our worldly wealth to make friends for ourselves. Use it wisely for eternal things. He also tells us to lay up treasures in heaven. Many people have been blessed by God in business and have acquired much wealth and then used it to bless others and to fund the kingdom of God. And that's certainly a good use of wealth. David refused to be a burden to his people. How different is this from the burden that many ministries place on their people today? But we believe that God is not broke. And where God guides, God provides. I am blessed to be supported by the tithes and offerings of our church, but I would never want to be a burden to them. In fact, they give enough that we are able to fund this radio program without asking for support. God has blessed the work. However, for the first three years of our ministry in Boise, I was bivocational, working as a contractor until the church could afford to support me as their pastor. Now, one thing about having the great wealth that David had was that he needed many officials to oversee his property. He appointed an overseer over his treasuries. He had an official over the storehouses in the fields, cities, villages, and fortresses. He had overseers of his farms, vineyards, and orchards. He appointed men over the stores of wine and olive oil. He had two overseers of his herds, and he appointed leaders over the camels, donkeys, and flocks. Having such skilled people serving under him enabled David to maximize the profits and efficiency of his property. Therefore, he was able to give much away. Also, Jehonathan, David's uncle, was a counselor, a wise man, and a scribe, and Jehiel the son of Hakmoni, was with the king's sons. Ahithophel was the king's counselor, and Hushai, the archite, was the king's companion. After Ahithophel was Jehoiada, the son of Benaiah, then Abiathar, and the general of the king's army was Joab. These were David's advisors, his cabinet, if you will. Solomon would later write in Proverbs 24, 6, for by wise counsel you will wage your own war. And in a multitude of counselors there is safety. Every leader needs an inner circle of trusted counselors who will advise him and make him examine his own decisions and motives. We don't need yes people. We need people who will love us enough to tell us the truth even when we disagree. How blessed is the person who has spiritual counselors to help him navigate the troubles of life and seek the mind of the Lord. David had a number of good advisors on his cabinet. Jehonathan was David's uncle, a counselor, a wise man, and a scribe. Ahithophel was David's highly trusted counselor. David once said of him that his counsel was like the counsel of God. But Ahithophel was the grandfather of Bathsheba. And he joined with David's rebel son, Absalom. Some speculate that the reason he was disloyal to David was because he bore resentment against him for committing adultery with his granddaughter. 
When Ahithophel saw that Absalom did not follow his advice, he hung himself, no doubt because he knew that Absalom's kingdom was doomed. Hushai was David's friend, whom David sent to Absalom as a spy and advisor to subvert Ahithophel's good counsel. The plan worked when Absalom heeded Hushai's advice rather than Ahithophel's. Jehoiada, the son of Benaiah, David's bodyguard, became David's chief advisor after Ahithophel died. Abiathar was David's chief priest in Jerusalem. David's nephew, Joab, was the general over the army. Now, a government or ministry is conditional upon the administration that gives it structure, order, and discipline. Without such effective administration, an organization cannot survive and grow. David gives us a great example of putting the right people in the right positions. The best idea is to appoint them according to their strengths where they are skilled to be the best person for the job. It is especially awesome if they are spirit-filled believers who rely not only on their own talents, but also on the Spirit of God to help them. I like to think of this as everybody working in their personal grace zone. I would rather equip 10 people to do the work than to do the work of 10 people. May God help us take leadership lessons from David, the warrior, worshiper, and administrator, and yes, the man after God's own heart. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to previous episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our iTunes podcast. Tomorrow, we will see where David, in one of his final acts, charges the leaders of Israel and his son Solomon to build the temple for the Lord. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of 1 Chronicles on Simply the Bible.